But the guys who Google alpha videos are never the guys who look like the out al- like nature's alpha. Mm. So I think Stephen Adams is more likely to align. They look like Peterson. me, <laughs> and he's. Like- <laughs> Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where we will see you in the lobby. I'm Jordan. Haley's here. Harry's here. Sierra, Chicago Sky fan, is here. And today we are joined by Matt Ellentuck and Marissa Coleman of Gaming Society and their new YouTube show called See You in the Lobby to talk all things WNBA, WNBA playoffs, matchups, awards, all the things. My heart is on fire. I love it. Uh, Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA's deep blue stick provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash spinsters. Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at Indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. I want to actually start off with the new playoff format because you guys, I think, are probably experiencing this a little more analytically than me. It's a pleasure being a WNBA fan and not WNBA media when you're NBA media, if that makes sense. I feel like I've chosen a lane that's very much like I'm going to I'm going to consume this thing purely in a way that I enjoy it, um, which is a choice that you guys know you have to kind of you get to make sometimes and then other times you don't get to make. But Covering NBA, you can get so burnt out that now I'm like, I just want to see this thing as a fan. I'm curious what you all think about the new format. For me, um, there is a certain thrill in, you know, March Madness style, like single elimination. But where legends are made and where hate is made and where comebacks are made and everything is when you have rounds. Um, and that's kind of how you create all of this like mythology in basketball. So loved it. But what did you guys think? Marissa and I have, have varying opinions. Marissa, you want to go first? Sure. I, I look at it from a player's perspective and I don't know if I'll ever be able to look at basketball from like any other lens, just from my career. I think it's ridiculous. Professional sports, there should never be single elimination. If anybody can have an off shooting night, foul trouble, one injury, like it just doesn't make sense. At the professional level, teams are comprised of great players. So it's, it's, you should have a series to play that out. I just, single elimination, I hate it. And this new format's just as bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, we're back, we're back into a series. There's no single elimination, but for the higher seed to get the two home games and then you still went on the road. You need to play the closeout game at the like. That's not that's not being rewarded for your hard work during the season to put yourself in a position to to be the number one, two, three C. Like it's it's silly. And there's a reason why the NBA has never tested this out because it's dumb. <laughs> it's, it, just, it, it, it just it just comes it comes down to money, and that's what we know so much. Like the formatting in the W is. I think all series in the W should be five games that that's the most fair to me and I think we're getting to a point where there's more parity um you're kind of craving for more games in some of these series because they're they're so good I mean the Aces Seattle series I wish that was a game that could be seven games we know Mm -hmm. that's going to be uh really good but I think it's the new format single elimination both are dumb (laughs) (laughs) I feel okay (laughs) <laughs> I feel a little bit of what, what Haley's talking about, obviously, because I'm watching the sport way more from a fan perspective. And like, I want there to be the the best potential for moments to happen. Like a thing that we talk about from a single elimination game that carries on forever. Like the Dierica Hamby heave is something that I'll talk mm-hmm. about for the rest of her career because it was so awesome. And even in the ways in single elimination where we talk about Diana Taurasi having won like 
whatever it was like 12 straight single elimination games like that just created a moment for us to mythologize like the the legend of diana tarasi from and i didn't like there being like last year's format there was two single elimination rounds i didn't like that i think the first round being single elimination was really fun though because you're you're messing with teams here that that probably aren't going to win right like i know the mm-hmm. chicago bad example now that they kind of pulled things off as a 500 team last year but that almost never happens so i'm okay with that being single elimination this year like things are still kind of working out right we're still getting that single elimination feel because we're having you know the number two and number three seeds in a do or die first round game that you know kind of just happened that way i'm with marissa that this game should not be on the road like connecticut and chicago are like the second and third best teams in the league having to, to do a closeout on on the road makes no sense but I am for a format that creates a chance for us to like be in shock about something. So I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not hating what I'm seeing right now. But uh, I just want that maybe a one-one-one format change next year instead of one game. On it, it's just too unfair to the players <laughs> and to the teams. Like okay, it's okay. that. Like you, you work <laughs> so hard all up. season. Like let's let's we'll use Seattle as an example. Stewie missed a lot earlier in the season. If they put her ahead Stewie from the beginning, they probably would be a top seed. It worked mm-hmm. out for Seattle, but yeah. what if it didn't? Like, what if it was single elimination and they lost that first game? Seattle is one of three teams, in my opinion, that has a legit chance of winning the championship. So there's too many factors to put in to just put it into, okay, like, let's hope we get this viral moment. Let's hope we get this half-court heave. Marissa, like, that's some of us that's need not retweets. the game. Some of us need retweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about the clout. content. It's, it's all for clout for Matt. always is i i agree in the sense of you know with the single elimination i think of my sparks you know neca had a migraine in the single elimination game last year and it's like the one day she woke up with the migraine that's the day that we're gonna our whole postseason chances are are based off of that she could have come back the next game and dropped 30 we don't know she didn't get that opportunity and i think Without single elimination games, it's just more games. I think I'm in, in favor for just more basketball games. That's why I would want, you know, every series to be five games. I think everyone I, – I don't know if the first rounds, because you look at this Mercury team and you're like, would you want to see a five-game <laughs> series with them? Like, you already know that they were going to lose that. So that's where I'm like, okay, I can see a single elimination game. But if they did – if Shea Petty never went down – if, uh, you know, she had 30 points instead of getting injured and then they did win that single elimination game. But then the next round, we know that's not going to it's not going to carry through. Chicago really broke that last season of being able to win the single elimination games, go on to the championship. And then we saw what happened. It changed immediately. <laughs> and I think this season, if a, if a lower seed team beats a higher seed team on the road, it will change immediately because that's not we know that it's dumb it's gonna change if that happens i feel like the and jordan to your point oh sorry go ahead man no i was just gonna say i feel like the playoff format just changes every three years anyway yeah literally uh jordan to your to your point like yeah some of those early rounds like phoenix we knew like they didn't stand a chance but if you compare it to nba i don't watch the first two rounds of the playoffs because it's so boring like I don't really watch those mm-hmm. semis in the finals, so why not? What we can let's test out single elimination with them, but why don't we? Because it doesn't make sense. So maybe go to a three-game series. Like so, just like to compare the two. Like it's just not. And I mean, Matt's already heard this story, but I have. I definitely hate single elimination because That's Tamika awesome Catchings. <laughs> I do. Tamika Catchings last season we had single elimination game against Phoenix at home in Indy, and we lose. We were the better team. We would have beat them in a series. But Tamika catching one of the greatest to ever play this game doesn't get a chance mm. to keep the series going. It was none of us could shoot. Like we could not hit anything. <laughs> it was just one of those games. Yeah. And, I like, so you mean, I, I, I dug into the box score. You actually had a good game. I was going to roast you, but I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but as a whole, like that, that doesn't matter. We lost this. Like for me, like I always think about that. Like. Tamika Catchings, her mm-hmm. retirement season doesn't get a chance to play another game in the playoffs. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. yeah. No, and they're like, to your point about not being able to compare it to the NBA, they would never do single el- elimination, even on the newest, lowest stakes possible, which is the play in game. If you look at it, 
perfectly calculated that there are so many things that go into it. It's calculated home and away. It's calculated um, that it's not just a single elimination game and that these two teams, because they are putting these seeds in and they're instituting this new thing, they knew they had to be super careful to get owners on board with it. And so you see a kind of parody that didn't exist in the first round of the W playoffs and the, you know, well, I don't even, was it the last six year seasons that was two single elimination games like i yeah there was a much more careful calculation going into a play-in game play-in tournament even it wasn't just a game it was a tournament um so yeah you wouldn't see that in the nba there's just no chance and um i think what makes something like march madness so special is that it's all throughout like those are the stakes they're the exact same But there's just a certain thing in professional sports. If you look across the board, like this is where rivalries are made is in games two and four and where this is where coaches kind of become like we were saying, you know, legends, like because they're able to counter certain things. Mm -hmm. So um, giving them that grace and that chance to kind of do some myth making and storytelling and you know narrative driving and like can you believe that this player came back to do this those are all the kinds of things that you're setting these uh teams and players and fan bases up for when you give them more games i think eventually like down the road it'll be a long and winding road and it'll end up just probably being the same as the NBA, where every <laughs> every series is the same amount of games, but yeah, yeah, obviously nothing's coming easy to this league. So, I think it also starts. You know, everything goes back to expansion with the W. It's twelve teams and eight teams make the playoffs. It's like we need more, more of the cream of the crop <laughs> of who's making it to the playoffs. I think that would make it. Um, more interesting, more exciting in the sense of a series with like, yes, these are the top teams because in the W you can barely be at 500 and still make the playoffs. And we don't want to watch you in a first round of five games if you barely made it, knowing that you you could even have a losing record and still make the the playoffs with this format currently. So everything goes back to expansion with the W, but especially the playoffs. <laughs> True. I agree. It's that it's the W not cutting corners. Like that's one of my biggest gripe with the league is they cut too many quarters and corners and that's not going to help the league grow. Like you've seen viewership ex- expand every single season. The more you invest in it, the more eyeballs that are on it. And this has been such an exciting season. Like don't mm-hmm. cut the corners, do your best to create opportunities for more people to put their, their eyes on it. Especially right now where there's that interim between start of NFL season NBA when like this is really you know the only thing to watch like it's a prime opportunity to to get the product out there like I understand it's for the travel and this and that but it's like you have to really invest in it you can't cut the corners like put all the resources into it and that's really when you'll see the game grow in my opinion charter Mm -hmm. some planes let the rich people be rich people (laughs) right let let them let them do it spread the wealth what's the point What's the the air? <laughs> yeah, this is the only time you're ever going to see me cheering for private charter. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm saying pollute the air, then yeah. <laughs> um, that's what I, I was thinking about. The, the Liberty story was all I was thinking about this last month or maybe it was like a month and a half ago when uh, Kylie Jenner was getting so much heat for like taking a 20 minute flight. To go across, like, a, and then we, we, a un, we, un, we started unearthing lists of celebrities yeah. who are actually yeah. people suck too. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're under, you know, whatever the average WNBA height is, maybe we start making a law. The same super PAC that is making hashtag let JL vote mm. is now <laughs> also running on the platform of if you are under the median WNBA height, no charter flights until they're allowed to get charter Kelsey flights. Plum, you can get on the flight, I promise. <laughs> we'll allow it. Matt, Matt, and I disagree. Matt and I have had this discussion and disagree. I don't, like, I'd like to see other things happen to, with the league before charter flights. Like, I think if mm. you put a level of importance, I, I think it does, charter flights for me, 
isn't the next big step the league needs to needs to make. Do we need to be flying Southwest boarding group C? No. <laughs> I think like the next step for travel should be everybody flies business class and then having better contingency plans for when there are delayed flights and because that's going to be inev- inevitable. But unless there's their partnering and getting some deal with chart like a charter company, they're too expensive. Like forty, yeah. fifty, sixty thousand dollars per flight for an entire season. I think that money could be well spent in investing back into the league to actually making it grow to to your point, expansion teams, you know, more marketing, just to get mm-hmm. more, you know, like fans in the in the seats. I think like that should be like more down the road for level of importance. Here's the thing though, if Joe Sai is gonna empty his pockets, here we are. <laughs> we we'll take accomplish, it. Accomplish all of it. But that's the thing. Is he going to do it for the whole league or is he just going to do it for New York? Because then that creates an unfair advantage for New York. Because if I'm a free agent, I'm going to want to go to New York because I get to fly charter. No, for sure. But I think that should probably just put more like pressure on the rest of ownership throughout the league. Like step up or get out. Like we'll be able to find more rich people. I promise there are lots <laughs> of them. Um, no, I, I agree with you on that. And that's what I'm like excited with what Vegas is doing in New York. And I mean, Seattle's always been a first class uh, organization. But when you have owners that actually believe in the league, usually. they're going to put the resources. Like, there's a mm-hmm. lot of owners in the past that's kind of been like a checkbox. Like, I, I can say I owned a professional sports team. But with some of these owners um, and leadership you see coming in now, they actually want to see the league grow. They're investing their money and. I, that's going to force not only other teams to match point, but the league to step their shit up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really think this offseason is going to be like the really big test because I think we all have that feeling that Stewie's going to New York, right? Like she took the visit last year. Yep. It was very calculated, made very public that she had a meeting with Joe Sy. It's also was made very public that Joe Sy was like chartering his team out to Italy or whatever. Like, Stewie saw what what's happening over there, wanted to be a part of it. And even if like Cy couldn't directly give her a load of money indirectly, that definitely influenced where Stewie's head was at last year. And if she signs this year, yeah, the rest of the league has to be a little scared, right? Like the maybe the best player in the league just decided to go where the guy was emptying his pockets and showing he where really the money resides. Exactly. <laughs> go where the money resides. And money to your, reside, to your point, Marissa, too, it's like, yeah, we can have all these chartered flights and everyone, all the players are well rested getting on the court. But if there was no marketing to even spread the news that there was a game today, then they're playing, you know, not in front of the biggest audiences that they could because of the marketing. I say this all the time when I've been to I don't even know how many Sparks games I went to this this season. I would just look around and be like, nobody knew that there was a game today. Like, no no one in L.A. knew because if they did, they would be here. L.A. loves their basketball. So putting it between marketing efforts or expansion, having more teams, more games to be played, there is a hierarchy. But charter flights or just better flight situations has to happen. Izzy Harrison, currently on the Dallas Wings, their flight got canceled uh, a couple days ago, and she just tweeted Kathy Engelbert and was like, Kathy, our flight got canceled. Can we get a charter? And then her quote tweet was her in front of a charter saying, thank you, Kathy. Like, if, yeah, that's that the, awesome. if it's an emergency cool. charter, and that, that can that, be a thing. That should be the contingency plan. Like, everybody should just fly business class. And then there's if there is a cancellation, then you just get on a, a, a private jet. Like, that makes more sense to me than mm-hmm. a league that's already, like, stretched thin for resources to spend that money on on charter flights. You're going to start to see teams scheduling their flights during, like, thunderstorms. Whoops, <laughs> 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 we need a Oops. charter. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I think the the thing that hurts, like, hearing that conversation, because obviously you're in it and you're like, no, this, there are other things that are more important and nobody's going to tell you you're wrong about that. What pains me is, like, this is – when we look at the net worth of people who own these teams and who own uh, stakes in um, their sponsorship and promotion and everything, like the biggest trick rich people will play on us is that there are is a limitation to these resources. And that's what they've told us when really like you look at what these owners can afford and it's like 
why are we prioritizing resources that are things that are essential to a league? I was watching the uh, HBO doc um, about the Lakers and they talk about, they literally, they have this clip of Jerry Buss in the 80s, maybe early 90s. And he's like, criticizing the NBA for their lack of marketing. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys think we're going to be able to do when you're not even promoting the games. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that um, pains me is that it's such recent history that the NBA was struggling majorly before Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. And what kind of happened at the same time as them coming in is them really understanding the benefit of marketing. Um, and so I just wish that it wasn't a matter of, you know, five people on a podcast being like, well, this is where their resources should be spent the most. Like that they don't have this cap on resources that we're imagining that they're working with. It's just that that's what they've told us they're willing to invest. So there's like, you know, the actual what they're willing to what the resources can be allotted to. And then um, there's the other conversation of like, should we be talking about what they're actually pouring in and not pouring in? Um, let's take a quick break and then let's talk about uh, Stewie and the storm and the series I'm most excited about. I love how I feel after a good workout. I feel strong, confident, and motivated. But your girl ain't young anymore. Those sore joints and muscles sometimes weigh me down and keep me from reaching my fitness goals. That's why I use the doTERRA Deep Blue Stick. It provides targeted, natural, and reliable relief without synthetic ingredients. Learn more at doTERRA.com slash Finsters. That's D-O-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Finsters. Wish your team could find some next level talent. When your business needs someone with the right skills fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is it makes hiring easy, all in one place. For example, the assessments. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking, all the way to coding. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at indeed.com slash spinsters. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash spinsters. Indeed.com slash spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's talk about... Storm and Aces. The Storm and Aces, yes. I'm excited. Can I give you guys my um, very, uh, like, layman's read on this? Sure. And then you can tell me, you can give me the truth. I feel like the Aces don't have to figure out as much going into this. And whereas Seattle has to figure out a lot. And they're going to have to keep readjusting. And that's my very simple person's read. Okay, you, you got to explain it a little more. What, I feel what, like what the does Aces, Seattle have to figure out? Like the, a defensive strategy against this, whereas the Aces, it seems more clear cut. It feels like th- without having to struggle too much, the Aces are going to be able to play chess in a way that Seattle's trying to figure out how to play chess. When right now they only have checkers pieces. I love you, Sue. I didn't mean that in a rude way. I would say it's a little bit of a hot take you got going on, Haley. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. All right. I would say so. Well, I think oh, right. We got the biggest question in the whole series is still: Is Dierica Hamby playing? Yeah. Because that matters. One, because Dierica Hamby is such an awesome player, but two, because Vegas has a very defined hierarchy of players. It's like. They have this top five, and then they have the, like, we really – I'm hoping that two of these next five are going to play well today because no one's ever really super consistent in that group. Mm-hmm. So, Derek is going to be, like, the biggest question to me. 
thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that. I think she just the rebounding, the presence that Dierica Hamby has on the floor with her hustle and everything um, is something that Seattle is going to have to, you know, think about and, and adjust to. But I think it's like it is. I think simplest terms, it's like, how do we stop Asia Wilson? And the oh. matchup between Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson is that's what all eyes are going to be on. Um, to take a sharp left, my hot take is that it's going to be like, you know, those old Buffalo Wild Wings commercials where it's going to be completely rigged. So we get more, most <laughs> bird as possible. So I think aces could win by 20 for two games, but there's going to be like, Oh, ball goes out of bounds or there's three technicals in a row. Five aces players get, get ejected so sue bird can continue to be on television but i'm the one rigging it basically behind it the whole time they got scott foster repping game three (laughs) his first wba game yeah but how do you i mean i feel like that's kind of what i'm saying is that figuring out how to handle um seattle's best players isn't as much of uh uh challenge as figuring out how to handle Asia that's kind of what I'm saying with the chess v checkers v I think the aces just aren't going to have to not that they're not going to have to like deeply think about their strategy but they just feel outmatched to me but again simple I think we're giving the aces way too much credit here I think they are they they are a great great team we can't deny that but I think a lot have been so polarized with them this season because they, because of Becky, because how they started this season, they're a fun team to follow, but that's not necessarily going to translate to Matt's earlier point. They have no bench and their starters played so many minutes this season that if they get into foul trouble or worse, their bench has no experience. Mm-hmm. You switch it, go to Seattle's bench. They have Epiphany Prince. They have Jantel Lavender. They have Brian January. They have Ezzy. Like they have, three vets coming off their bench that have playoff experience, championship experience in Bree January. Like mm-hmm. the benches that I give that to Seattle, Asia and Stewart are going to cancel each other. They're 20 and 10 every night. Like that's, we, we know what we're getting from them. They're going to cancel each other. Uh, Jewel and Chelsea, in my opinion, that's just, that's going to be another cancel. out. It's going to come down to who Kelsey Plum can guard mm-hmm. and who Sue can guard. Like those, Kelsey's going to give her numbers. It's like, who are they going to be able to guard? Like that's, that's really to me. Yeah. If who, whoever, if Sue can guard or Kelsey can guard, I think that's going to, that's going to be a big thing. Cause they both are players that usually get like the fifth, like, I don't want to say the fifth worst player on the floor, but they get the least, <laughs> the, the least threatening player, um, you know, to score on the other team. I think that, I think the eight, we're just giving the aces too much credit. And Seattle, they they've done it before. Vegas has that they have to prove prove that they can get over that hump. Seattle's been there, done it quite a few times. I mean, Sue played amazing against DC. Like you can tell, she wants it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I think we're the Aces. I'm not saying that. I I honestly I want Seattle. It's too too close to call, in my opinion. But I don't think it's going to be. I, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree it's you know aces have the Watch. advantage no yeah. I appreciate that I um the other thing like you were talking about the bench it's just that in playoff series like benches never usually matter less because you are rolling with your main people in in playoff series like you are no longer pulling but like you said I disagree the aces with have that. had a long <laughs> really why 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 haven't Connecticut got over the hump Oof, Connecticut yeah. Center, they don't have a bench. You're not the bench. Is, the bench is not going to give you 20 minutes, but you need you need at least two solid players to come off the bench because again, foul trouble. If somebody gets hurt, if somebody's winded, matchup might not. Somebody might have an off night. Like you need to have at least one or two reliable people to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. You, there's just there's just too many unknowns. But to your point, yeah, like it's definitely like that starting five, top six that you're rolling with most of the time, but you have to have a bench come playoff time. Something. And especially for Vegas. Their their stars have played a lot of minutes this season. And Seattle oh, likes to run. 
And adding Gabby to the dynamic made them even a more uh, fast-paced team in transition. So now Vegas, has, it's going to be a fast-paced game. They're going to need – and in the playoffs, too. Like, Sorry, I mean, I keep going on about this. Um, <laughs> but you need those breathers. So if, if, if I'm putting in somebody that's going to turn the ball over three times, Asia needs a break. I'm put, she's being subbed in. Her sub turns the ball over three times, gives up six points, misses a rebound. Like those little things are going to make a big difference in a playoff series. Yeah. And I think, too, it's like it is a, it is about the bench, but it's also about the superstars. Like I think I read something. This is a series that there's seven number one picks. This is the first time that that's ever happened in the wow. WNBA or the NBA. So you look at Seattle – we haven't mentioned Tina Charles yet. Like, Tina Charles is a star. And if I'm Asia Wilson, I'm like, I'm winded. I'm fighting through Stewie. And then the next line of defense is Tina Charles. And then Sue Bird is nipping at my ankles. Like, I'm, I need a break. Like, I'm tired. And I think that's definitely the advantage that Seattle has is that from all areas, they can have, you know, Joel Lloyd shoot an outside three but then you have to worry about Stewie and then Sue is going to pass and Tina Charles is going to get the rebound so there is a lot of people that you have to worry about for the aces they have the same thing but everybody has to have that amazing shooting night they're going to have to run up the floor they're going to have to do a lot of things um I hope we get an overtime game like every single time because I want this to be a seven game series there's it's too many great players it's too much good basketball that's potentially could be played um and I think whoever wins this series wins the championship that's my statement I agree I'm with Seattle upsets they're going all the way and Sue Bird's getting her fifth ring like it it has to be that way I agree and it's so crazy you brought up the point about all those number one picks that just is a like the biggest example to your point about why we need more WNBA team. It's never happened in any other league because it wouldn't. There's too, there's too much, there's too many teams, there's too many opportunities. Like that should be like the case study and it needs to be right on Cassie's desk as to why we need more teams immediately because that should never happen. I'm sorry, that should never happen. Which, which also, this includes an Aces team that got three number one picks in a row. <laughs> when is that going to happen again? oh man yeah i every team in the w is a super team i say that every time because uh jordan the fever (laughs) okay um in like 10 years they have the potential to be a super team 10 years (laughs) okay so who are you guys picking then for this marissa Oh, you picked me first. I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle. I'm going to give the edge to them, I think. Sue's playing great. She wants it. The team wants it for her. Stewie's having a phenomenal season. Um, And then, you know, Jordan brought up Tina Charles earlier. I think this is – Tina feels that sense of urgency. This is her chance to finally get that ring she's been chasing. Mm -hmm. And there's no pressure on her. It's not all on Tina's shoulders to get – her team over that hump she's sometimes the third option on this team so she can just kind of play free so um in, in the bench I, I i do i do think that 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 makes a difference i'm gonna give the, the edge to seattle no you have convinced me fully i'm like wow i came in really hot i was like look i think the aces have it figured out <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't submit that Bovada yet. <laughs> it's, minim- it's a minimized window right now, but when we are done recording, I am clearing that bet. <laughs> never heard of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. Betting for a different Vegas team. Oh, okay. I'm also going with Seattle, though. I think Seattle, I'm going to take Seattle in four. I'm going to even give you a number for it. Way to go, Matt. I was hoping I didn't have to do that. Yeah, no. no, honestly, there's never any – nothing good ever comes from volunteering up a number because <laughs> in terms of a matchup, you have a pretty even shot of looking good, right? There's You can go one of two ways, but when you add a number into the equation, Here's folks, the we call that a parlay. 
the aces are gonna roast me regardless, so I might as well just just give them a little something to, to relish it. If I I'm get still it. gonna go with the aces just because I came in so hot that now I feel like I can't retract completely, but I'm not going to to oversimplify anymore, and I'm going I to like give some to due damn credit. <laughs> to Seattle's bench. So aces, but it's not going to be easy. This has been very difficult for me. And I feel like I'm coming to terms with, uh, you know, the person I'm the biggest fan of in the W. I've been like preparing myself for her going out. And, uh, you know, you're you're putting her out. And you're still you're pushing her out the door. I'm pretty realistic. <laughs> like, I would equate her. My fandom of her is like my fandom to LeBron. And I'm like hyper realistic with him every single oh, year. Man. I'm not like I don't have any illusions about it. It's not that kind of fandom. Like college fandom's different. I'm like Louisville's winning the title every year. Um, <laughs> but with with my like players in the hey, professional Haley, leagues, I was really liking you until you said LeBron. Yeah, I was about to say you can like we were like, I was like, man, like, but then you said that, and like, it went nose die. <laughs> Harry, we're cutting that out, <laughs> or just edit it if you can like compile those words to be like just Marissa being like, yeah, I really liked you, and then cut out the butt. <laughs> just end it there. <laughs> Wait, Jordan, who do you have? Aces or, or Storm? I'm wearing my aces uh, jersey today. Um, I have the aces winning it all. They have to make it through this series. I I don't think it's going to be easy, especially playing Seattle at home. Um, that Seattle arena is hard to win there. Like, it's so hard to win there. So, it, it's yeah. – Asia is my, in my, is my MVP which I know we'll get to voting later in awards. So I have her winning and the Aces. This is their year. This is their year to win it all. It has to be this year. They played so well all season long. You guys are looking at me with okay. pure disappointment. No, no, no. No, and it's okay. It's okay. Here's <laughs> the thing. Garrett makes a great point. So on Marissa and I's show, we have weekly bets where the other person has to take a shot if they – lose that bet and now it seems like there's a pretty clear divide team CU in the lobby are storm people mm -hmm. team are aces people um if you will indulge us uh in our one shot or one beverage equivalent whichever you prefer bet i think that we got to get this done yeah of course of course of course okay all right, we'll see you at the end of uh, this four-game series when the Storm win. So we, ju we just we just have to bet the winner of the series and the loser takes a shot, or the winner takes a shot. I don't know. No, no, no. You the the, 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 the shot. You can take the a shot, shot regardless, the, Haley. The shot, to, the shot is supposed to be punishment, but like okay. we'll have to change the rules for Haley. Just wanted to clarify. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, but don't say I'm not a Seattle person. I'm just a, I'm not a believer at the moment. Yes, yes. Sorry. Although I'm... more than ever, <laughs> literally the <laughs> the minute Marissa was like, "This is why you're wrong," I was like on my notes. Here <laughs> <laughs> comes the apology. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Well, do you guys want to talk about awards? Do you want to talk about another series? We have the elephant in the room. If you're watching on. YouTube is that Harry's background is hashtag let JL vote. We decided about five minutes before we went on that we sh we want Jordan to have a vote. Um, although I'm on the record as saying I don't really like Matt. I think you have a vote. I don't really see any like good benefit of having a vote. People just you wow. know are mean about it because everyone deserves an opinion but apparently some people get to put that opinion into public record and contribute to the biggest award in the league um and not saying you don't deserve it but i just again like people as media i cannot imagine having or wanting a vote because it just seems like an enormous burden i cry every year yeah i like literally i talk to WNBAPR. i'm always i send it it's due at like 11 59 the night of or whatever it's like 11 52 and i'm like i'm sorry i just finally did it i don't want to look at this ever again way there's like sweat there's not i'm just like i have my group chats with every other media person like who did you guys pick has been open like it's yeah it's, it's it feels like a test almost and it's like then you're mm. then you get it out into the world here's the other thing i don't like 
it's like some people then don't tell other people. I don't know what the right what the right way to do it about to do this is, because I think if you publicize your votes, you are like opening yourself up to criticism that you don't need or want or deserve. But if you keep it closed, then like some people have ridiculous votes where I'm like, did you did you watch a game this year? Mm-hmm. Like there has to be like some <laughs> there has to be like some balance here. I'm a person who always publicizes what I do or who I vote for. And then I take the criticism and then feel bad about myself for a week and then I redo it next year. But, Ethics. Um, yeah. How I don't many know. media members get to vote, Matt? I think it's like 56 or something like that. 50 something. Wow. Um, that's that's uh, condensed compared to the NBA. We just looked this mm-hmm. up before to make sure that the, the formats were similar. Um, and that is that is smaller. Who did so? What vote do you want to talk? What vote do you have um, the most issue with, Jordan? That you want to talk about? Well, I'm I MVP. Think, I think the MVP is the is the biggest one that has. I thought it was a clear winner, but to some, it is not. Um, I want you guys to talk this this time because I'm like, there's definitely a clear winner. But last time, I definitely also thought something, and then <laughs> I listened to everyone else, and I was wrong. <laughs> so, wait, so, so who? who yeah, I don't want to Matt. Three. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Oh, I like that. All right. One, two, three. Asia, Asia Wilson. Wilson. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're there. We're there. There we go. There. <laughs> I will say though, it was not clear. It was not clear cut for me. That was one of those that I sweated mm-hmm. on for like most of the final hours. Um, like I feel like here's here are a couple of things. If you you have there's so many ways to look at it. Like if mm-hmm. you're a pure stats nerd and like all you do is look at the advanced numbers which like listen everyone has their own place in this in this sport that we love but if you're one of those people the numbers all spit out and stay stewy if you're a person who like loves the narrative building of like whose season was this really like when we look back at 2022 who are we going to think of then then it's Asia right like the aces were the number one seed the, for a, a whole month we like kind of wrote off every other team for like, the first month of May they were tearing through their schedule and we were like this is the aces season to lose like they're the best team Becky Hammond un- unlocked everybody so like mm-hmm. there are a bunch of ways you can configure it I do think that uh, Asia and Stewie I also had this battle when Asia won in 2020 and I picked Asia but I also felt the same way where I was debating the two for a while. I think that these are very clearly the two best players in the league. They're what, like 28 and 26, I think years old now. Like we're going to be having this argument five plus more times. Um, Maybe Stewie will be in New York when we have those arguments. But uh, I think that this is really good for the league in the sense that we have two very awesome players who will probably never play on the same team, which means they're going to compete against each other for a long time. We're going to have some rivalries about it. Also two powerhouse colleges that they come from which also helps like bring the fan base in to care more, especially when like a UConn great has a South Carolina challenger. Like that's ideal for, for getting more people involved. So yeah. I love the debate. I know I'm going to cry about it. I do feel really good about picking <laughs> Asia though. Cause I really think she did deserve it. Agreed. That's, that's my answer. Beautiful I answer. Bad. Bad I have it because it's in my brain. Bad. Cause I, I like had to figure out what my answer was for so long. Yeah, he, he, he really was like sad <laughs> over this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say like with Stewie, she's so damn consistent and will get like mm. silently kill you with twenty five and ten. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think that like works against her for, for in these conversations because we're almost just so accustomed to her being this just like smooth, silent killer in many ways. It's like we really talk about like when Stewie has thirty, then that's when it's like oh like everybody's like really talking, but we're just she's twenty and ten every night. Yeah. And you, if you watch her play, you look up like, oh, shit, Stewie has 24. So I think sometimes, like, because she's just so good and so mm-hmm. efficient and so smooth, I think that works against her in these conversations because we're just, we're spoiled with her greatness. Yeah. And not to not to bring up LeBron again because I'm also oh, not his biggest fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. But it is a little bit of like that, you know? Like, LeBron could potentially win MVP, every year that's that's lebron apologist that's their number one thing My but because violin. i know <laughs> but because he is you know so consistent just using him as an example you kind of overlook him and i think too with asia last season with liz 
she did have to step back and she wasn't able to really spread her wings with, you know, the Bill Lambeer slow post basketball that they were playing. And so everyone kind of, I don't know if we forgot, but we were just like, oh yeah, she's doing okay. Now you take Liz away, she's really able to spread her wings. And then we're reminded like, yeah, she is this superstar, this MVP that we were able to see in 2020 when Liz wasn't there. So it was kind of like that year gap of people still talking about how great she was, but her being like, yeah, I'm still that one, like this season. And having the storyline, the coaches, having the number one overall team, I hope helps her in that advantage. Like, you know, we talk about all the time the fever. They had a great team. You know, people had great seasons, but they're the last in the league. They only won five games, so they're not in the conversation. The Aces were number one. They were winning. They were plowing through teams. That's where the leverage comes for Asia for me as well. Yeah. And, Matt, well, you were talking about the divide between uh, the super analytics um, – viewers and media and you know everyone who consumes it and then the narrative people I also think there's a third bubble and this is overlooked a lot in the NBA too um which I obviously like am more uh although I don't have a vote like um it's in my face a little bit more like who's um been voted for for what and who's voting for who etc and the third lane is just people who are watching basketball and like that's their main consumption and it's not so paired with either stats or so paired with narrative what I mean by that like being paired with narrative is maybe they're not on basketball twitter all the time and um or they're not on nbastats.com um all the time and not to oversimplify that person or their experience but there is just the party where it's like I watch a lot of this but I'm not necessarily consuming it through this like alternate lens um that's giving me that's informing me on it in a different way I like to put my dad in that party a lot Mm -hmm. um and myself before I was involved in that's like my ideal way of consuming it um and that person's pick would be Asia also Mm. this year just like the pure i'm watching it and it seems like they are doing the dual task of influencing the league and influencing their team in a way that is superior to everyone else that's or at least that's what i think yeah i like that thought that's that was a i i wish i was in that third bubble of of people it would be nice yeah (laughs) retirement (laughs) dreams for (laughs) retirement (laughs) um let's take a break and then i want to talk about the sky and the liberty Go Liberty. This one I really don't have a read on. Um, We can come back. Harry, do you have a little plea for the Liberty or just your play in the home team? And also Um, their merch is so nice. I think that they are going to win it all. I think that they have the most talented team. I think (laughs) the Brooklyn, the the Barclays faithful are going to stand up. And I think that if they do get into the next round then i'll probably go to a game so i hope they <laughs> i hope they i hope they win i was uh, gonna say you should go tonight i know i can't go i can't go tonight but i, I can't want. imagine how expensive the tickets are honestly it's not too bad I i'm mean, curious I, yeah i live near barclays too it's it's fun when a liberty game is going on like you can tell around the arena it's a it's a it's a fun vibe i love that um so what tell me <laughs> tell me about this series <laughs> because i can be over like um i'm one of those people who when i watch like one game i'm like this is the greatest team to have ever lived and i'm feeling <laughs> pretty swayed right now in a certain direction as i'm sure you guys can guess um that i don't think is reasonable to be swayed sierra you can also i don't know if you're um Plan- if I don't know if you even if you don't have your mic and you want to weigh in since you're a Sky fan, you can also weigh in. But yeah, what should I be thinking, Marissa? Please tell me. <laughs> New York's about to go on vacation. They're about to. <laughs> <laughs> they're, about to they're about to pack their bags and head overseas. They're, they're gonna book their trips to somewhere nice. 
it's gonna no. be a double digit. Bruce, victory. your explanation, your explanation though, please share. So I, after I, I told Matt after game one, I knew New York didn't stand a chance the rest of the series. The way they were celebrating after that game, no. they were they they were celebrating like they didn't they didn't they did not come into that game thinking they could win. So for me, I look at that and I'm like, oh, like they thought that like they're shocked they won too. Mm. So I did, they didn't have the confidence going to like they literally were shocked. You don't celebrate after you won one game in the series if you feel like you belong, if you expected to win. You shake hands, you go into the locker room, you shower, and you get ready for game two. But they were like chest bumping and all hype and like <laughs> they, surprises on their face. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. They looked like a 16 and 20 team that just won a game <laughs> against the Raiders. <laughs> it was a Tim- Timberwolves complex of after was. that playing game. Oh, that's a great that point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, and Chicago has too much experience. They have yeah. way too much experience. And they've all been there before, and they've been on both sides of the closeout game scenarios. I don't even think they're going to be nervous going into this game. They're just like, all right, we have to handle business. We let one slip away. It's just, this is this, yeah. this season's think, journey. And I agree. The Liberty are too deep into the rebuild to like be celebrating like this. At least that's <laughs> how I feel. You know, like it was kind of like, it was kind of like, oh, like the Liberty are like a thing now when Sabrina got drafted and it looked like they were starting to like have some sort of an identity. But like you've brought in, but Delaney and Natasha Howard now, like you have good pieces. You have Sandy Brondello as your coach. Like, you guys should have been better than a below 500 team. So mm-hmm. I know that this is the first breakout Sabrina year and like, that's great. And you have something to look at, like, you know, New York has something going for it, but I don't know the, the one they've, they've also all year, they've either been this team. I always compare uh, like 2k sliders for Sabrina in particular. I'm like, there are games where she forgets that she left her sliders at 12. And then there are games that she is at a 99. Like she's either the best shooter that, the league has or she's so off um, <laughs> so i think that's kind of what spoke to what the this series has been so far for these two teams though right they go out and upset chicago and then they lose by almost 40 that that is the new yeah. york experience that's yeah what well, Haley, when you said that you know i about you know it's a clear team i was like which game did you see because the <laughs> new york game with holding Chicago to zero points for the last three minutes of the game after the incredible Maureen Johannes pass that I am still, I could watch it on repeat over and over and in my dreams. It was beautiful. And so the Chicago sky were stunned. They couldn't score anymore after that. So if she makes another pass like that, they, we got some issues, but the WNBA playoff record margin of win like you have to be if you're new york you have to be so (laughs) depleted after that you're gonna try to be super hype we're at home but there it's like it's in the history books like it was the worst loss ever um and you have to bet on candace parker like if in this type of situation in this type of closeout game i put my money on candace parker I don't know if she's going to have a 40 piece, but she's going to make an impact that comes from experience, that comes from being an MVP, that comes from being a champion. And even the the people on the sky, you know, who have only been here once before or are maybe newer, she's going to know the right things to say. She's going to know the right times to uh, make adjustments, to switch, to talk to James Wade, who just won executive of the year. Um, I, I think Chicago has to come out of this. I don't know how much further they go, but they're gonna they're gonna beat the Liberty tonight. That's a yeah. I don't think it's gonna be statement. close. Yeah. No. If I was on the Liberty, I would already have my apartment packed up. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 guys are laughing, but I'm so serious. <laughs> no, she's like, it's like, actually, actually not a joke. For, former, former former New York Liberty player Marissa Coleman says the back it up. Yeah. Hey, those those extra days matter when you only have seven days to get overseas. Your shit is packed in your car and ready to get to its destination. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you're actually not being hyperbolic. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, okay, before we go, I really want to talk to y'all about your rec league. <laughs> I have, we have heard. We have a game tonight. We continue, Haley. We're undefeated. Let them know. Okay. What's your team name? It's see you in the lobby, just like our our show's name. Okay. See you in the lobby. The the ode to the Diana Taurasi uh, yelling at a ref, telling her to see her in the lobby. Um. <laughs> Jordan told me that this rec team has other W players, and I'm sure that you have. Uh, well, well, listen, we're going through a maybe contract divorce with Crystal Langhorn, but we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Lang came to one game and was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, my days, my playing days are over. Um, Meanwhile, she hits, she, hits, she hits the first three. Today. She hits the first three of the entire league, and she's just like, oh, my God. And like, she hadn't played in, like, two years, and she was, like, surprising herself. We're like, yeah, Lang, you're, it's almost like you're a WNBA All-Star. <laughs> It's almost like you're a professional. <laughs> My question is, is Elena Beard just putting clamps on regular people that just got off their nine to five job, full court press, showing why she was a multiple winner of Defensive Player of the Year, or is she taking it easy on them? So we're going to see tonight because Elena, had, this is going to be her first game that she's shown up to. To her defense, you know, she, she's busy trying to bring a team to, to the Bay Area, and she has a two-year-old, so I'll let her slide on that. But <laughs> She's a child. <laughs> she, she has some other important things to do, but she'll be there tonight, so we, we can circle back and let you know and if she's still in peak Elena Beard defensive form. What Melissa is too polite to say is that she's had to fucking carry us. <laughs> <laughs> We saying, may have a guest appearance tonight. Oh, Monique Curry may may play with us tonight, so we might have a guest appearance. So we'll see. And we could we we could use it because listen, the rest of the team is really lacking. <laughs> Matt, what's are your you game like? Compare yeah, your... I was like, are you talking about yourself? Give yourself a player comp. This is one of my first my favorite first date questions. Like when Sabrina go Draymond and say John Morant. <laughs> you imagine? Um, it's not good. This has been a brutal. This has been a brutal uh, league for me personally. But shout out to the Volo League for posting the one three pointer that I did make. So, like, as long as you don't listen to this pod, do you think I'm good? <laughs> hey, that's why it's highlight highlight mixtapes are a thing for a reason. They don't show yeah. your misses. Um, so if it's just on a loop of that one three pointer with great music, we'll never know. We'll never know. We could flip it so it looks like it's another three-pointer, you know, like flip the video. If you like, if you put me in a different colored shirt, it's like, oh, like he couldn't have done that on the same. Editing is. Yeah. Yeah. They made many advances. (laughs) Do you, do you ever get people upset with how talented you are? Like if I was in a, like the people who I usually play in, rec league basketball work at salesforce like they're <laughs> they're just they're just people we, <laughs> okay, we've noticed so we played one team last week and we only won by i don't know 40, 10 or whatever it was yeah yeah and, and they were they were winless the whole season and they lost the game before that by like 40 so we're like all right something's up and we talked to them after the game and we're like, do you guys play on this team? And they're like, oh no, our friends just texted us and told us that we needed to be here today. Like everybody's, <laughs> everybody's recruiting the friends who are like 6'2", who didn't actually sign up for the league. And they're like, we need you guys available tonight. Like we're, we're, <laughs> playing, we're playing the WNBA team. <laughs> I, I, I get where they're coming from. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's funny. We, yeah, we walked in and then the team we played the first week, that's probably the second best team in the league. They had a whole new team. And one of the guys <laughs> afterwards was like recruiting me to play in his other rec league. And he's like, yeah, like our friend just asked if we could come play. It was like four of them. <laughs> Everyone's hitting up the group chats. Like, do you know a tall person? Like, are they available tonight? <laughs> yeah, but then they don't know the scouting report that Monique is just going to show up. And they're like, oh, I can't my wait. God, we can't Mo win. Is, Mo is like an A-tier shit talkers too. So I'm so excited to be there for this one. She's a person, literally like. (laughs) 
but has no idea what this, this other team like has no idea what they're getting into like a professional basketball player is gonna be shit talking it's unbelievable. but of course they're the they're the guys on the team that think they're so good mm-hmm. all because mm-hmm. they just like bully ball and it's just like all right congratulations like yeah hold this good job hold this this, out. this gets into this shit some shit it's really funny I love it. It's just love- annoying. Like <laughs> last week, Matt didn't even know this happened. There was this guy on the other team, not good at basketball, but thought he was. And Matt subbed out. No, the guy was subbing out. And his teammate was like, Who do you who'd you have? And he pointed to Matt, he said, I got the short guy. And I just looked at like that just wasn't ne- that that wasn't necessary. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So later on in the game, he points to me and says, I got the girl. Mm. So I'm like, you mean woman like that like and it was like the way he said like pointing me looked in his eyes mm-hmm. and then the next play down the court i said as loud as i possibly could i got the boy mm-hmm. he was pissed, <laughs> like, pissed. I, I, if a, I don't know if a human could be any more mad than he was i'm like what, what so now you see now you see like <laughs> but yeah it, it's been fun we got a last regular season game tonight 750 lots yeah. on the line What's y'all's playoff format? <laughs> we don't know. We're asking that. I'm about to find out, apparently. <laughs> Matt said it's like AAU style where all the games are one day. I don't think my body can oh, yeah. that. Yep. That was my, my co-ed league. That's exactly how it was. You had a, a break, and then you had the championship game at like 10 p.m. That 7.50 is a good time because rec leagues are horrible game times, typically. Oh, God. I don't know if my body can sustain multiple games in one day anymore. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that since like high school. I can't. We didn't even do that in college rec league. It would like, it would be spread out. Yeah, that's like that's a lot. I'm surprised that W hasn't tested that yet. <laughs> they're, they're gonna fly the winner of Storm Aces out on Spirit, and they're like, "Well, you're playing the sky tonight now." <laughs> Oh my god. Well, Best of three series all in one day. Oh. If you want to start a change.org and you're a, because of your playoff format, Marissa, send it to us and we'll sign it. Perfect. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you guys. This was Yeah, so thank fun. you so much. Thank you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm sweating from laughing so hard. <laughs> I, the worst part is I could actually see someone brought that up in a meeting. Someone what? brought it up like Maybe if they're close enough, mm-hmm. could they play in the same day? Could we have a 9 a.m. playoff game? I'm like, oh, someone had, definitely brought that up. We have, if we continue to have morning playoff games, we could have a night one. Delta has a special today where... <laughs> Coupon code. Not Delta. <laughs> Kathy has Groupons. I can't. Delta's too, too expensive. Kathy definitely has Groupons. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of people who probably like Joe Rogan. <laughs> totally. Oh, my 1,000%. God. Oh, I'm just saying. Call. They've call. had dinner parties probably. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Free thinker parties. What a place. What a special, special basketball league we love. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why do we do this to ourselves? Gosh. Um, send Send us videos from your game tonight. Well, dude, we better have enough subs because I haven't been able to take video on the bench because we haven't had any subs. Mm. <sighs> worst. I know. Worst. Yeah, that and rec league that genuinely is the worst. I've only I only play soccer, um, so it's a different kind of like if you don't have a sub, it's a unique kind of suffering. Mm. Um, <laughs> especially since I play midfield, like you, yeah, You're you bad. need to recruit You're benches. Bad. There's like a really kind of desperate recruiting in rec leagues isn't there where you're like just begging your friends to come like you just have to stand out there like we just need someone to stand so i could get a break we played this one league where um afterwards like everyone would go for beers and that was like the incentive for some of the people um (laughs) and i remember when you guys were talking about like uh teams going against you guys and be like oh shit i actually had the pleasure of being on a team one time randomly like i was one of the people who was texted from my friend sam who actually was or maybe still is i'm not sure rob Plinka's assistant um wow yeah i played on his team because we played a little bit together in a ringer league and 
he had like the best women there, like pl- players from North Carolina, oh, from shit. fucking Maryland. <laughs> yeah, like just like great soccer schools. And it was very intimidating. But the good news is like midfield, I just really had to set them up. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. I was like on the impressive team. So I feel like I kind of I'm in your shoes, Matt. Listen, nice. we need to win by 20 tonight, Matt. Otherwise, it's not we haven't really blown anyone out like super embarrassingly yet. I want to <laughs> buy a jersey. I want to buy a seat in the lobby jersey. <laughs> don't, even, don't even laugh. Don't even laugh. Our boss was like ready to make uh, gear for us. And we're like, um, I don't Me? know if we could do that. No, <laughs> I want, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. It is embarrassing. Yeah, I will say then you've got to like do something else mentally to have the upper hand because when you look too coordinated as a rec team, it is embarrassing. You know, or it's like not intimate. You lose some of the intimidation factor. You want to look disheveled. You yeah. know, like you barely care. Everybody wear a white you know? shirt. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to pull that off because I care way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, I we're think- gonna have fans tonight. We're gonna have fans. Oh, we should have, man. Some He's of my Maryland here. crew wants to come. Like this, oh, please. Uh, Libby, who you met, who's one of the ADs. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's cool. <laughs> She's bringing another Maryland uh, athletic worker person. <laughs> I was, I was, I, first of all, should I open it up on Twitter? I really thought about it. I was like, there's... Yeah, say last regular season game, up. who wants to come through? We have three tickets. <laughs> you so know funny. people would want those, too. Oh, so Do funny. it, Matt. Let's see what happens. I honestly might. I'm kind of. I'm having the energy of like, eh, fuck it. Last last game. <laughs> last game. Well, we'll let you know. All right, y'all. I'm gonna go pick up my dog. Oh, well, thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. Thank this you was really fun. Alrighty. Appreciate uh, it. Bye. Guys.